I'm your host, Dr. M, and you're listening to Aligned You, a podcast designed to assist you to truly be aligned through your body, head, and heart so you can reach your full potential in your own unique way. Hey there, Aligned You listeners, Dr. M here, and welcome to this week's episode. I am very excited to be releasing this week's episode. It is a four-part series of the Breaking Bad Stress Habits and Pain Cycles Workshop 2.0 that I released last year. I actually delivered in my beautiful integrative chiropractic practice, Mitchell Road Chiropractic, or as you'll often hear me describing it as MRC, got to deliver this workshop live and it was the first live workshop that I'd actually delivered since pre-COVID. Can you believe that? Wow. Cast your mind back. Doesn't it seem like a million moons ago, but also just like yesterday? The first time that I actually recorded this workshop and delivered it was back in 2018. Wow, hasn't a lot changed? If you think about all the various trials and tribulations we've lived through as a globe, whether we're thinking about the global pandemic and everything else that's been going on around the world and the impacts it's been having, let alone what you've gone through as individuals through that periods of time, most of you would have followed my journey throughout that time. And you know, there was a truckload of things going on. I'll let you listen back to past episodes so you get to know more about that. But Why am I releasing this particular four-part series now? Well, for a couple of reasons. Number one is that even though those big external global stresses, a lot of them have come to an end, thank goodness, there's still lots going on, right? There always is. We've always got stressors and stresses around us. It comes down to how well are you adapting or not adapting? Are you integrating those stresses or are you not? And what are the signs and signals that your body might be showing you that you aren't actually adapting that well to what's going on around you. So this four-part series is going to give you some more insight into that so that you are able to start making sure that your body, head and heart is aligned so you can be performing at your best in your own unique way. I hope you enjoy it uh, and I look forward to seeing you on the other side. Thank you all so much for coming tonight. I, as I said a moment ago, I'm super excited tonight for lots of different reasons. One is that you all said you were coming a couple of weeks ago as I was encouraging you all to come and then you actually showed up. Um, We're going to talk a bit more tonight about why that's actually quite unique a year on from lockdown because there's a very interesting culture that's around at the moment uh, and the aftermath of what was the last 12 months. Some of you are nodding going, yeah, that's a thing. Some of you are going, shit, I didn't realise that was a thing, but that's a thing. So part of the reason why I think the timing of tonight is so appropriate is for a couple of different reasons. One is because it is on 12 months since Sydney went into lockdown for the second time. Uh, which the irony does not miss me because MRC opened just over 12 months ago and this particular workshop literally got ronaed three times, whether that was if the lockdown, whether it was masks coming back in or in May we actually had it scheduled for the 25th of May and then I finally got rona after two and a half years of dodging it, I actually finally got it. So I'm very excited about tonight that we finally are here and live and we're using the space in a way that it was designed to be used. I'm just going to talk a bit more about that tonight. Tonight when we're talking about breaking bad stress habits and pain cycles, one of the things that's really important to understand is whether or not you are keeping up with the speed of change around us. Would you guys all agree that over the last couple of years the change has been phenomenal? Yeah, it hasn't just been me noticing that. Where we went through such uncertainty for such a long period of time that all that we could be certain of was the uncertainty. 
And so when it comes to our health and our well-being and how well we're performing, one of the keys to it is that we're actually adapting quicker than the change. Or that if we're not aware of the change that's happening, that we have the ability to adapt quickly. Does that make sense? How many of you felt like you were doing that really well last year? You can keep your hands to yourself. Just maybe have an internal question. Um, I would say probably very few of you uh, would have been moving at, at a great pace with it. My intention tonight is I'm going to share some tools and techniques with you that means that right now you can adapt quickly and then moving forward you also can, can move more quickly when the change is happening so quickly around us. Does that sound like a good plan? Excellent. Now... Any of I've just realised it was so interesting this morning. Some of you would have listened to my Breaking Bad uh, workshop that I recorded back in 2018, which was the 1.0 version of tonight's workshop. Some of you I know have listened to it on uh, iTunes or on Spotify on my podcast. I actually listened back to it this morning just to see which bits were going to come back into tonight and which bits would be different. And one of the things that was really interesting and it blew my mind in so many ways was I actually recorded that in September of 2018, two weeks after I found out that my mum had cancer and literally the day after my ex-wife and I were in the process of breaking up. So it was a big night, that particular night. Uh, and it was so interesting, all of the different references that I was using in that particular workshop. And what also blew me away is how much has actually changed in the last four years. And also in the evolution of the different tools and techniques that I'm going to be teaching you guys tonight. So if you've listened to the podcast, fabulous. Some of those tools will come across and then we'll be adding to those tonight as well. Okay? All right. First thing we're going to do is figure out how to breathe properly because a lot of you in this room are getting better at it and having walked a lot, watched a lot of you walk in the room this evening, some of you just aren't breathing properly. So we're going to actually start off by working on how we're actually breathing. So the first thing I'm going to get you all to do is to actually sit up straight in your chairs with your knees forward. I've just realised I've snooking myself. One of the things when you're sitting in your chairs that I want you to do, so let's actually take a step backwards because what I realised in that when I was listening to that podcast back, the live audiences with me were a lot of clients of mine that had been clients for 10 years and so they were used to me cracking jokes throughout the particular workshop. By the way, my workshops are always interactive. I probably will swear and I definitely will speak very quickly. So make sure you're listening fast and hopefully you don't get offended by the swear words that might come out of my mouth. I'll try and keep it relatively clean. One of the first things I want to do tonight, which is taking a little bit of a step backwards before we go forward, is actually show you all how to sit properly in your chairs. What I'll get you all to do is actually slide your butts forward so that your back is not touching the backrest. And just sit up tall for a moment. Now what I'd love you to do is actually slide your bottoms back whilst you're in that position. You notice for most of you, your back is actually hitting a different spot in the chair. Most of you have noticed that? Okay. That's really important when you're actually sitting for long periods of time throughout the day, but also when it comes to our breathing. And I'll show you why in just a moment. We're going to work on the breathing first, then I'll explain why the posture is so important. What I'd like you to do before I show you how to do it is I want you to actually check in with how you're breathing. So I'm going to get you to put a hand on your chest and then a hand on your belly. And then do a little dance. <laughs> That's all right. It's 
very soothing. Um, that's a great cue for housekeeping. If anyone else has their phones not on silent, if you could whack that onto silent for me, that would be awesome. Um, if you've got an emergency and you're waiting for a call to come through, you're welcome to step out and take the call. If any of you take the call in here, I'll make you do burpees or something. Not sure what we'll get you to do if you were to do that actually in here. <laughs> All right. So as you've got your hands on your tummy and your chest, what I'm going to get you to do is take a deep breath in however you would usually take a deep breath in. And I'm going to get you to do that again. And on the second time, what I'd love you to do is pay attention as to which hand is moving first. Is it your top hand or your bottom hand? All right. And it's show of hands whose top hand is moving first. Whose bottom hand is moving first? Okay, the bottom hands are the winners. Um, because what happens, we'll talk more about this in just a moment. If you are shallow breathing up into your chest, you're actually setting off your stress receptors. And so one of the things we're going to talk about tonight is, and we're going to do it now and we'll talk about it at the end to make sure that you remembered it, is actually breathing into your belly. For more than just your well-being and health, there's also non-verbals and things like that that come with this, which we'll talk more about at the end of the workshop. But it's so important that we're actually breathing down into our stomach because from a stress point of view, you can even hear it if I start breathing up into my chest. Do I sound calm when I'm breathing shallowly into my chest versus when I'm breathing down into my stomach is how much calmer I actually am. It literally helps switch off my stress receptors. Okay, so let's work on breathing into your belly. It can be a little bit hard while you're seated, but we're gonna give it a go anyway, which I'm gonna get you to actually put your hands onto your ribs if you don't know your neighbour, you probably do now because you've just knocked them. <laughs> Be gentle with your elbows. And what I'd love you to do is as you're breathing out is think about your rib cage going out into your hands and your stomach pushing forward. Does that make sense? Now, for those of you who put your hands up to the top, this will feel very challenging because you are literally about to create some new pathways. So you're going to have to really be conscious of it. So as you breathe in, is push out into your hands and your belly should be popping out. And I'm going to get you to breathe in for three and then breathe out for three. I'm going to get you to do that three times. Now, some of you, we still need to work on what's going on with your chest. So one of the keys, one of the key indicators that you're actually still breathing up into your chest is that your shoulders are rising. They should actually be nice and relaxed while you're breathing into your tummy. Now, one of the things some of you will, will be tapped into what's happening in the room right now is one of the things you'll notice is how the energy of the room just chilled. Did everybody notice that? I certainly did. Is as we're all breathing into our tummies, is the energy of, our, of the whole room de-stressed. Now, how powerful, even if you walked out right now, please don't, we've got a little bit longer to go, but how powerful is it throughout a day in, in yourself or in a workplace if you could actually get people breathing properly? If you're working at high pace throughout your day, even if you could do that a couple of times throughout your day just to switch off your stress receptors. If it's coming to big decision-making time, breathing into your tummy, super important. Story for another workshop as to how I turned around a whole business decision literally through breathing for an hour and basically out-breathing the person I was in negotiations with. 
I breathed them to a yes. Not even kidding, it's why I'm literally sitting in this space because it meant I could sell my old practice down the coast. But calming your farm and actually shifting where you're breathing is so important from a stress point of view, from a non-verbal point of view, which what I mean by non-verbal is how you're being perceived by other people. Because if I was standing up the front of the room and I was talking like this and I was, I know I talk fast even when I'm breathing into my tummy, but if I was breathing like this, you'd go, you're a freaking idiot and why would I listen to a word you're saying? Plus it's really irritating, <laughs> apart from anything else. A little bit about me. Uh, Ames, my partner, is up the back. Uh, you, most of you have met the, the fur babies who are also the official assistants. Well, actually, Atlas is the official furry assistant. Her name is on the door. Coco's in probation. <laughs> she's still working on whether she's permanent or not. Um, she is trying to suck up by popping her hand on my, my leg there. And we do call it her hand, not her paw, because they do get treated like, like humans. Um, in terms of my practice background, I've been in private practice for coming up 20 years. Uh, when I first graduated from, from uni from my master's degree in chiropractic from Macquarie University, I ended up down in Wollongong. One has to be very careful when you're writing goals down. So again, this might be another workshop. There's a few up my sleeve. Uh, when I was in my fifth year of uni, I actually ran a red, teeth back in, wrote a very specific dot point list. It was an A4 page of what I wanted in my first associate position out of uni. I'm born and bred Sydney. I had put top of the list inner city. I forgot to add Sydney. <laughs> I ended up in the inner city of Wollongong for the next seven years and literally when I was about three months into my associate position down in Wollongong and I found this particular sheet and I went, fuck, every single thing is ticked off. Even the inner city, it's just the wrong freaking city. So one has to be careful about that, but it sent me on a, a really interesting trajectory because the practice that I first joined, part of our role as chiropractors, we, we also had to run wellness workshops for the group of practices that I was a part of. So we would do weekly workshops for over 150 people. I hated public speaking at that point. Like literally the first workshop I ever did, I was in a flop sweat wanting to vomit in the bathroom of the library that we were holding the event at. And, uh, and I'll never forget, I think I literally did speak at the pace that I was ex giving you the example of a moment ago for an hour and a half. So if anybody got anything out of work, that workshop, it was an absolute miracle. But it was part of my job, so I had to learn how to love it. For, so for literally the next seven years, I was telling myself I loved it until I actually loved it. And now it is literally something that I get paid to do around Australia. And I talk about stress adaptation and, and resilience with corporates and organisations around Australia. I've got a podcast. If you want to listen to my dulcet tones at other times, other than in practice, uh, you can find that on iTunes or on Spotify or any of the um, podcast platforms. Uh, it's under Align You now. It's on a little bit of a hiatus at the moment for regular recordings, but don't don't fear, there's 190 episodes or so for you to listen to. If you run out of that, when you run out of those, come and tell me and I'll start recording again uh, more quickly. Uh, this is me talking down at the Wellness Summit. There was about 600 people there. I also run a women's retreat. Uh, we do that twice a year with my dear friend Pauline Nguyen. We've got one coming up in October. We literally have two spots left for it, ladies. If anybody's interested, come and have a chat to me. That's a transformational retreat. This is many levels up from what we're doing tonight but it's for people that are looking for something a little bit further left of centre than what already is left of centre in here. Probably touch on that a bit more tonight. When it comes to stress habits and our pain cycles, one of the first steps that's so important, and I see people muddling it up 
all the time is the importance of taking the time to be able to simplify what you're doing before you overcomplicate stuff. Does that make sense? Has anybody ever had this happen before? <laughs> you know, it's the 6th of January, you're like, shit, props put, should put that away. And you go, I'm not going to spend the time to actually do the lights properly, I'm just going to shove them in the box. How impressed are you with yourself when it's coming into December the following year, <laughs> of the end of that year, and you're like, fuck, should I actually spend the time to put things away properly because it would have actually made my life easier at this point? Anybody ever experienced that, or is that just me? I feel like that's 12 months. Yeah, that's ever that's that's like a daily yeah, yeah. daily metaphor for life. So tonight is about taking the time out of your busy schedule, and we've all got other stuff we could be doing tonight. I'm very aware of that, but and I re that's why I appreciate your time so much because at the moment you're taking time out of your normal regular activities so that we can take some time to simplify what perhaps you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis so that rather than getting to the end of the proverbial year and going, shit, should have taken some time to plan it out a bit better, is that you've got that plan in place. Does that make sense? Does that sound like a good plan? Awesome. What you'll notice, there were notebooks on your chairs. Um, you don't feel free not to fill up all 48 pages, but if there are things throughout tonight that you think, oh, I really should remember that, write it down. Because it's for a lot of people... Not everybody, because we all have slightly different learning styles, but for most people, if you actually write it down and also hear it, it lands and it hooks better than if you were just to listen. Because if you're just to listen and you walk out the door and somebody stopped you at the corner going, what did you just do, unless you've got a photographic memory, and what did you just do at the lights, they go, oh, it was a really good workshop with Dr M. What'd she talk about? Stuff. So if you want to actually have takeaways, writing them down is helpful. And we're going to be doing some exercises tonight as well for you guys to actually be starting to plan some stuff out. The first thing that we are going to do together is the worry meter. So I would actually get you all to get your paper and pencil out tonight. The worry meter is a tool that I've actually been using and teaching or I developed it quite a few years ago now. And I used to take, I used to go through this battle as to whether or not I would keep it in the workshops that I do or whether I'd, I'd take it out. Because particularly for those of you who, once you start coming to some of these workshops, you tend to come to all of my workshops and other events that I have on. When I was down the coast in Shell Harbour, I used to run at least three big wellness workshops a year where I'd bring speakers in from around Australia. And then in my practice, I, oh God, sometimes it was weekly, we'd run at least monthly big-ish big workshops in the practice as well. And this stays in it all the time. And the reason being is that whether you've heard it once, if you've heard it 50 times, you can always take more away from it, or you're going to be at a different point that means you're going to hear it slightly differently or you're going to need it because of the circumstances surrounding you at that particular moment in time. What the hell is it? That would be helpful to explain, Dr M. Basically, what the worry meter is designed to do is to be able to simplify whatever might be forefront of your mind as far as worries or hurdles might be concerned. Because, I don't know about you guys, but I've certainly been through times in my life where there's been more than one issue going on at a time. And how often is it that we actually get fixated on the stuff that we can't control versus the things we can control? Again, is that just me in the past or have other people experienced that? Where we actually start off the day and you might be heading into work, you might be thinking about an issue that's going on. It's completely outside of your control. But as the day gets along and that colleague's pissed you off a little bit more and somebody hasn't delivered what they're meant to have and then the other person and the flow-on effect, 
Again, none of which is in your control. The problem has got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and it's really not serving you versus being able to figure out what component you actually can control and being able to action that. So the worry meter is designed to, you can categorise very quickly into things that you can control and you can take action on. Sometimes they're big scary steps that you need to take or things that are actually completely outside of your control and it's coming to peace with it. That picture that you saw of me sitting on stage in front of the 600 people, uh, that was 48 hours after I'd found out mum had cancer. So what had happened was that, so mum got diagnosed with cancer at the end of 2018 and I literally found out when I was on a golf course. Yes, I play golf, I love golf, that's a whole other story. Um, but I was on a very fancy pants golf course down in Melbourne called Kingston Heath with a dear friend of mine who we had dinner with on Saturday night. And before we went out onto Kingston Heath, Dr Damien said to me, Dr M, there are no phones on Kingston Heath. I said, okay, and he went, no, seriously, no phones. Like, no photos, things like that. It's very, very uncouth to have a phone out. I was like, yep, cool, got it. And we were on the 15th hole and I, I happened to look at my phone and there were three missed calls from my older brother. And at that point we didn't speak very regularly, let alone him call me on a Friday afternoon at 4pm and there were missed calls. I said, DK, do you mind if I just call Andrew? This is weird. My brother happens to be a medical specialist. He's very pragmatic when it comes to medical issues. This is how the phone call went. Hi, hi. She's all right. Okay. Um, Mum's off to the surgeons. Why? What are you talking about? Well, you know that abdomen pain she was having? No. Well, they've found that there's a mass. She's off to the surgeons. Okay. Like, I'm in Melbourne. Mum's in Sydney, as is Andrew. Are you going with her? No, she'll be right. Okay. Um, right. I can't do anything about that right now. Anyway. I got off the phone, Damien's looked at me, he's watched all the colour drain out of my face. He said, is everything okay, Dr M? I said, oh, I think we've just found out mum has cancer. He said, what do we need to do? I said, I need wine. So we, we actually walked off the golf course and went to, went to the long bar and was sitting over wine while I figured out what I needed to do next. Now, this is an extreme example, obviously, of things outside of my control. In that particular moment, I got on the phone to mum to check she was okay. I actually couldn't get back on a flight to come back to Sydney at that point in time, nor did it actually serve a purpose for me to get on a flight back to Sydney. And in fact, mum would have been very cross with me if I'd missed the weekend, which was my speak biggest speaking gig at that point in front of many hundreds of people. And there would have been a big gap in the, the speaking roster had I not been there. So one of the things that I had to accept was that me coming home didn't actually change anything. And in fact, what I could accept and what I could control was actually delivering my best goddamn keynote I'd ever delivered to honour the fact that mum wanted me to be there. Does that make sense? Now, so there's things that we can't change. There's things we can change. There might be things within your own health sphere right now that you actually need to take some steps to be bold and make change. And you know the things that you can change when it comes to that. And then there's going to be some things in your world right now that you're not quite sure whether you do have control over or not. It might be you're not quite sure what's going on with something to do with your health and you actually need help from a health professional, whether that's myself or you need help for me to point you in the right direction, to figure out whether it is something outside of your control or whether it's in your control. Is this landing? Is this making sense for everybody? So what I'd love you to do, we're going to spend a couple of moments doing this, because this exercise is something that's super helpful. And I literally, I do this through in my head, and particularly in times of great stress, literally 
minute by minute sometimes if I really need to stay on track with not getting caught up with things that are outside of my control. I know sometimes Ames gets frustrated with me because I'm like, I can't do anything about that. And it's that moment going, why aren't you getting more upset? And it's because, well, it's outside of my control. Um, because that's, well, that's something that is so trained into me, okay? So what I'm going to get you to do, and while you're practising it and you're putting this stuff into action for the first time, literally brain dumping and writing this stuff down can be very helpful. So in your books, what I'm going to get you to do is three columns. Things you can't change, excuse my writing, things you're not sure about, and things you can change about. If there's anything that you're worried about right now, or the hurdles or challenges that you have, they're going to fit into one of these three columns. So we're just going to spend a moment just brain dumping if there's stuff sitting there for you at the moment. For most people, there's at least a couple of things. If there's not something sitting there, I'm going to question whether there is or not. So this is one of those exercises where I'm not checking what you're writing down. The more that you put down, the more helpful it is to you. If you kind of sit there and don't participate, that's okay. If you're like, oh, I'm going to do this when I get home, that's well, that's it for this week's folks. I hope you enjoyed the first instalment of the four-part series of Breaking Bad, Stress Habits and Pain Cycles. I look forward to seeing you next time. And that's it for today's episode, Aligned You listeners. Remember to hit the five-star ratings and share today's episode with your friends. And be sure to join our collective on Facebook and Instagram at Aligned You. Look forward to catching you next time. The information shared on Aligned You podcast is of general nature and for information purposes only. It is not specific medical or personal advice. You should seek assistance from your healthcare practitioner for your individual circumstances. Any information provided doesn't imply endorsement or third-party devices or products and cannot provide you with health and medical advice.